is episode 50, believe it or not, of Offscript with Trish Close. Intimate interviews and fun conversations with interesting people. In front of my microphone today is my favorite co-anchor of all time, Brian Schnee. Is that really true? Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're pretty much one of, yeah, one, I'm going to say one of one my of. Fav- I understand favorites. that. I didn't want to throw anyone under the bus just yet. Well, my favorite favorite is Lindsay Matherly. Back okay. in the day, she was my morning anchor. I love that girl, miss that girl so much. She was absolutely awesome. We're adjusting the mic because I'm loud. Brian's loud. I could come over here and you probably could still hear me just fine. I'll no, sit back a little bit. I'll I was going to give you a better introduction than um, just Brian Schnee, favorite co-anchor. You um, also are a sports guy. You're a hiker. You're a dog lover. You're a community member. You you do all sorts of stuff. You describe lots of cool things. I guess I'm actually... Kind of cool. You are kind of know. cool, Brian Schnee. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about your journey to KTVL. Sure. Um, but happy 50th episode. Yeah, same to you. This is this is your big 5-0. I know. Are That's, you happy? Yeah, I've got some gray hair over it. I wish I could. You know, I've seen almost every single preview that we've aired to. Yeah. Um, I'm probably the least interesting person you've ever had here, and you gave me such a monumental episode. I just feel like this... everyone is so interesting and yes. so accomplished, and here I am. Well, I've never done a podcast, as you know. I started this; it was kind of an idea that my husband Chuck and I thought up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a really good idea." And so KTVL has given me the opportunity to do it. So, yeah. what better way to show love on your fiftieth than with someone from KTVL? And I sit next to you every day for at yeah. least an hour. Right. So you can't get rid of me just yet. You might no. as well make another hour out of this. I know. I know. When I see you, I probably see you more than I see my. Real husband. So he needs to be episode number 100. <laughs> yes, Chuck. Did you hear that? Right. Yeah. All right. Where I've already you from? signed you up. Where I'm you from f- Burlington, Connecticut, born and raised. Okay. Um, what was that like growing up in Connecticut? It was great. Um, if you haven't been to New England, you're really missing out. I figured out a lot of people from around here haven't been to New England or haven't been to the East Coast. Obviously, you're, you're different because mm-hmm. you have so many rooted mm-hmm. East Coast um, pieces to you, which is awesome. But that's Southern it's East Coast. It's different East Coast. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was really cool growing up there. Everything is so close. You know, you got New York to the South. You got Boston to the North. The sports identity in Connecticut is a mess. No one can understand. Are you a Patriots fan? Are you a Jets fan? Are you a Giants fan? Are you other? Are you a Mets fan? Are you a Yankees fan? Or are you a Red Sox fan? Do you care about basketball? Obviously, I'm a sports fan. You got that. But right. Connecticut was really cool. I mean, I've got some good memories of ice skating on my driveway, which is like this, by the way, growing up. So <laughs> there are some really cool things about growing up there that uh, I will cherish forever. Well, where did this love of sports come from? I think it was from my dad, honestly. And um, that's probably a shameless shout out, even though he... You know, he was never really my coach. I mean, he was early, early, early on. But I do think it was nice that eventually he just kind of stepped back and had other people, hey, there's someone else who can try to wrangle this up and coach my son. He's a bit of a loudmouth. He's a bit of a, a bad boy. He's a bit of a kid that um, has a has a bad tantrum every so often. Mm-hmm. I was probably the least excitable teammate to have on your team because <laughs> I wanted to win and I wanted to be the best, but I wanted to win. And if we didn't win, it was someone's fault. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe you, maybe it was my fault. I see that competitiveness yeah. in you in, in the, the newsroom. Room. Yeah. Yeah. I want to win. I mean, I'm here to 
I'm here to make sure everyone that watches us or consumes our coverage, whether they've been watching KTVL for 25, 30 years, or whether they're new to the station, they stumbled upon a Facebook Live, I wanna make sure they're getting everything that's important to them. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's gonna vary by person, right? I mean, something that you wanna see or I wanna see is gonna be completely different, but we just need to make sure people are getting what they wanna get and what our community wants to consume, right. and it's our job to figure that out. So I'm really competitive. Yeah. Also, I've worked at other places in the Valley, and that is not a secret. No. So, well, we'll get we'll get there because right. that is a question. Can't wait. Um, you have an older sister. I do. Lives okay. in Florida, so I that's why I've been to Florida so many times, mm -hmm. or at least stayed on that coast. And she's been there for. 12, 13 years. So mm -hmm. she's got me by about four or five years. I've got some good memories of her um, putting me in the Lego container and pushing me down the stairs. Or, you know, I mean, we've, and that's just the bad ones. There's so many good memories, obviously. But that's one of my vivid memories of a crash landing at the bottom of the stairs growing yeah. up as kids. You know, Christmas or Hanukkah mornings. We've mm -hmm. had this conversation before. Yeah. Uh, we went through that whole thing together of growing up in that interfaith family and that household. Mm -hmm. So, I love her to death. She's got a little, you know, my niece, which is really special to me, yeah. who I've still only seen once in my life, one, you know, time frame. So I'm really excited to see her again. Magnolia is the, just the cutest. Oh, I love that name. It's Magnolia so Grace, Southern, southern so Girl. Southern. Yeah. I love that. Um, my brother locked me out of the house when I was little. That was oh, our I, thing. That, that was my mom's job, though. Yeah. Go outside and play. No, he would just straight up lock me out of the house and I couldn't get back in. So the torture, but I think it builds character a it little bit. It does. I know. I'm so strong now, right? Because of that. <laughs> so strong, that strong character. Um, also, I know you're an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Okay. So you got involved in Boy Scouts early. I did. I wanted to quit thousands of times. Um, and that's, that's also no secret. I did not like Cub Scouts except for the Pinewood Derby racing where dad mm -hmm. and I would construct the car. And actually, mm -hmm. we won a lot too, which was really cool. So it's Shocker. nice to win. It's nice to win. There were many Shocker. times I didn't win, but we, we constructed the perfect car. And there were so many nights that we were downstairs in the basement kind of shaving away mm -hmm. slivers to make that car go faster or the right paint on the top of the little toy car. So I was a Cub Scout. That was the only thing I really enjoyed about Cub Scouts was the Pinewood Derby and then some of the camping was really cool. I love the outdoors and that's something that I got from the Cub Scout roots is that I really love that. And then once I got to Boy Scouts, I realized, hey, we can go on trips and stuff. And that's what's really awesome about it. And I was fortunate enough to grow up with some really good leaders that said, hey, we got to go camping. We got to go for a day hike. We got to go do these things. We got to go on a ski trip. That's important. And that's a lot of the things I love today. Do you, I was just going to say, do you think because you were in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and was that where your love of hiking comes from? I think it's a good contributor, but also I grew up with a lot of acres in the backyard and bordered mm -hmm. right up to a reservoir so I could go just get lost in the woods mm -hmm. or go, you know, mountain biking on the trails or just go for a hike. You know, my I think my mom and my dad really liked to go do those things too. So I got a lot of that from them. I'm not going to say it was 100% from scouting, but it was definitely from the people around me. Okay. So when you were, let's say, high school, what did you want to be when you and you grew up. Did you want to be a sports guy? I think I wanted to be a sports guy. I don't know if I knew it as much then as when I did in college. I got to college, I said, huh, I'm going to be a communications major. I'm going to do something with that. And then I said, hey, why can't I broadcast? Why can't I do these things? And I kind of created that at my college. My college did not have the sports casting aspect. I didn't go to Syracuse. I didn't go to a major school that's known for sports journalism. Right. I went to a small school and had to create my own way. I had a lot of help along the way. And a lot of people had said, you know, if you want to do it, I'll support you. Mm -hmm. um, whether that be teachers or mentors or just um, the athletic department kind of let me run wild with that, which yeah. was really cool. And we experimented with online video 
broadcasting. At the beginning of when that was happening, we went through all the hiccups, we got kicked offline a thousand times, we were running hundreds of feet of cable of internet or ethernet just across gyms just to get <laughs> something out there. Now it's as easy as something this big to get a wireless signal out. For sure. And <laughs> it would have been so much easier now. Right. But my love truly came in college. In high school, I don't think I knew what I wanted to do. I had a music scholarship. Mm -hmm. I played the drums growing up. That made for some really rough nights for my mom, I think, that wanted some that peace and quiet. That makes so much sense that you know how to play the drums. Like, oh, so that's much sense. Multitasking and self-diagnosed ADD. <laughs> yes. It all comes from drumming. Yes. I you guys, if anyone watches our Facebook Lives, there's constantly the... All the time. That's all it is. And, and I get some text messages about that. They're saying, can you shut up already? And I don't even realize <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't realize you played the drums. You, I should have known. Oh, man. I, I probably... I'm kind of like the Nick Cannon and Drumline. I don't think I could read a lick of music anymore. And that's a shame. But I think I got some chops still. Sweet. I'll have to try it out. That's rad. So I do get that, though. If you can't find what you're looking for in, in life that you want to do, you have, you have to just like carve it out yourself. Carve it out yourself. I wouldn't say settle. I would say find something that brings you equal joy. That's mm -hmm. what news has been for me. Mm -hmm. I had to really adjust to, do I like this? I mean, when I first got here, I want to do nothing but sports still. And I had to really you know, change that. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously I wanted to do sports growing up. I grew up in the town next to ESPN. You know, that was, everyone lived in my town that worked at ESPN. Brian, come on, someday you're going to work at ESPN. You're going to be the big sports yeah. guy at ESPN. I still have people that say that because mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know, I still get excited about that sort of stuff. Sure. But I don't know if I want to be there anymore. Right. I, I want to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the changes that life has, has allowed me to, I guess, enjoy. That's interesting. I had everyone in my family is you're going to be the next Katie Couric. I was like, I which you can still be. I don't, but I don't want to be that. I want to be something different, you know, better than Katie. Yeah. <laughs> better than Katie. No knocking on Katie. Sorry, Katie. She's great. But Trisha's, it's just, Trisha's got your number. Yeah. I just think people have those aspirations for you and you're like, ah, oh, that's really not what I'm set and out to do. There's nothing wrong with the constant encouragement no. either. But I think at some point you just take a couple deep breaths and you, you look around, you go, this isn't for me anymore, or right. maybe less of this is for me. And that's what I've realized. Right. So what what inspired the move out west? A job? It was a sports job. I mean, ultimately, I was doing everything I could to still be a play-by-play -play broadcaster all over New England. I was working as like a news sports reporter at a TV station, too. I just wanted to kind of have that full-time TV sports experience. You got to start somewhere. So I had a sports opportunity here in Medford, and I took it. I never had seen what Medford looked like. They sold you on ducks and beavers. They still do for the job description. Yeah. They sell you on that, and then you really realize, well, I got to dig a little deeper than that. It's a small town feel, and the Klamath Falls Gems, all the way to the Medford Rogues, to the Southern Oregon Spartans, to SOU, to OIT, to high school stuff, to you know, just unique stories in our community. That's what I fell in love with when mm -hmm. I came here. Yeah. We had, there was a sports guy who worked here a long time ago. I, he shall remain nameless. And the only thing that bugged me was that his sports cat, this is when we used to have sports sure. at night. I know, which was Remember? now about 10 years ago though. Yeah. This is like at 6 and 11, we had a two, three minute sports Which segment. is awesome. And it's hard to find that anywhere now. It's crazy it's to how me. The, how the business has gone. But he would, he would constantly just pull highlights from our CBS, like Newspath or CNN and write up something. And that was it. 
that's an obnoxious a little. I hate to say it, but that will get you fired these days. Yeah. I think that would because the jobs are so, so I mean, that's another thing though, too. Changing away from my, my love for sports is realizing where can you ultimately succeed or mm -hmm. mentally succeed? Is it in sports or is it just kind of changing your mindset? And that's where news came along. I mean, right. finding a way to connect with your community that you're in, that you love so much, that you moved here for, that you dropped everything for, that you, you rerouted your life 3,300 miles away for, mm -hmm you finally start to realize, hey, I can still connect with this community. I'm just gonna do it a little differently. Right, but when you started here as a sports guy, um, you have to find those stories within high school sports, college sports, the Medford Rogues. I mean Which is where I was right away though. I was right away at the ballpark and everyone looked at me like I was crazy because it was 105 every single day for mm -hmm. two weeks straight. And there's Schnee there with his camera wearing a polo and khaki pants. <laughs> khaki pants. It uh, was freaking hot. Asinine. Yeah, everyone else is there in shorts and say, oh, it's warm, it's warm. I'm just like, but this is dry heat. This is, there's no humidity. Oh, this is yeah. glorious. This is so different. And that was before the smoke rolled in and completely ruined everything. Right, right. But it was, uh, that was an experience adjusting to this lifestyle of mm -hmm. what is Southern Oregon like? Mm -hmm. Very different so, for me. It was much slower. There's no Dunkin' Donuts here. Right. I know, I've heard. From time you. and time again. From you. I've oh, heard it's that painful. No Dunkin what is it about Dunkin' Donuts you love so much? Nostalgia. I don't know. When I worked at a, at a golf course in high school and through college, kind of that summer job, one of the greatest jobs you can ever do is do everything that you can at the golf course, especially if you love golf. You drive around golf carts every day. You wash them down. Um, you set things up for tournaments. You get to meet all these people. It's where I got my first internship was a conversation on the golf course. Nice. Because the sports guy was out there playing golf. Good right. friend of mine today. It's one of those things that there were three Dunkin' Donuts on my way to and from work. There was one across the street from work. We just had okay. to cross a somewhat major highway. We called it Frogger <laughs> to get to Dunkin' Donuts. Piece of cake. So I had the option every day, which Dunkin' am I going to stop at? Upper, middle, or lower Dunks? Mm. So we would have the option. Also time of day, which one was open? Right. There was a lot of science that had to go into my methodology behind Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I think Every anybody day. who knows you knows that you are a little bit of a caffeineaholic. Nuts. Yeah. yeah where where nuts. did that come from? I, I think it took its time, definitely. I think I started to appreciate good coffee now that I moved here, by the way. Just totally. so you know. Totally. A great local coffee, making my own coffee, experimenting with my own coffee. My girlfriend has been a big helpful piece of that. But my dad drank black coffee growing up. Okay. So hot black coffee coffee. Like literally, if it wasn't hot enough, put that in the microwave and cook that. <laughs> cook that coffee and make it hot. So that's, well, I think that's really the, the behind, right. everything that's behind coffee stems from those days. Well, and now you and I are huge fans of cold brew. We trade it off every day. Coffees, You man. got my coffee, I got your coffee. I'm going to get some coffee. You want some coffee? We talk coffee. Yeah, I just, I love it. Coffee. I'm a dork. Yeah. I'm a coffee dork. I love it. I okay. So you move out here to Southern Oregon yeah. and you work where? I worked uh, down the street at KDRV News Watch 12. Mm -hmm. That's right? where a lot of people know you from working at KDRV. It's the sports guy from Channel 12. Right. Um, I'm still okay with that mm -hmm. because I loved being there. I loved the people I met there. Um, the worker bees were awesome. I'm all about that. I'm all about the people that got their roots there. Obviously, there are great there are great people that left there too and went to bigger stations in TV and continued their careers. I had a great time being there because of the freedom to cover sports, to cover local sports. I think we did a really good job with that. And 
I don't know, they let you kind of do what you thought was great for the community. So That's hiking nice. and skiing and um, local high school basketball and football, all those things, I, th I thought they were really important. And obviously to this day, years later from when I was there, they're still important. Mm -hmm. They still have a sports team. So it, I thought it was a great place for me to, to end up and ultimately staying here was a really good thing. I think. Good, good. Yeah. Well, and that's, did you meet Melissa there? Yeah, that's, we both work together. That's your lady friend. Yes, we work together Melissa. there. Um, you know, like any anything, ups and downs and all arounds. And now we settle in and life has been really great. Yeah. And we both still live here. Right. So you worked at KDRV for how long? About two years. Two years. Yep. And then? Life. Didn't work there anymore. Didn't work there anymore. Okay. I mean, that's what, that's what I've realized is very common in television, honestly, especially in sports. Mm -hmm. um, you can be dumped in a matter of a minute. Whether you thought you were doing a great job there as a whole or not. And it took me a couple days, couple weeks, couple months to realize it's not always you. It's not mm -hmm. always you that is a is the bigger problem. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I still think it was a good experience to leave there. Yeah. Obviously take what I what I grasped when I worked there, but also mm -hmm. leaving there was really good for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you, you know, you've, you've been fairly successful. I was, all, I was looking life. for another job at the end of my time there too, though. Well, that's good. So, I mean, I wanted, I thought I would have been working in West Palm beach, helping totally being near my sister, being near my niece. That was kind of really, that was honestly a goal for a mm -hmm. while. I went down there, I interviewed there, their shuffle didn't work out in their sports department. Mm -hmm. Sports is very hard to stay in. Yeah, it really is, especially yeah. with the job amount declining. So that was kind of an eye opener for me is maybe sports is not the way I was just maybe gonna say local that sports is not the way it a came little in that bit, time frame. a little bit of an eye opener for you. And yeah. I think I say this stupid phrase all the time that I learned from a college girlfriend, every detour is a blessing. So I've I'm never sure heard that before you have a lot of people haven't because it's it's dumb, but it sounds great. Um, you know, you probably expected to be at KDRV until you finished your contract and then move on to a different right. job. And that's how it, I mean, that's how most people would see it, unless sure. they get that kind of very common, I don't like this area. This area is not for me. Right. It's nothing against this area. It's very different than a lot of the big cities a lot of people grow up. And True. if you're not willing to make some adjustments in your life, see things with a broader spectrum mm -hmm. and just kind of let it all soak in, then you're scared to be here. For yeah. some reason. And I don't know why, but that happens a lot where people say, I just can't do this anymore. I got to leave. And it's not the people. And it's not the people that live here. It's the people that can't tolerate it for some reason. I don't get it. And I love it here. I do too. Obviously. I mean, I've been here I know. for a You've long I've been here time. for a long time. And there's obviously many reasons why you love it here. Yes. But you continue to love for many different reasons that continue to pop up. So what happens after KDRV? I worked for the Medford Rogues for a little bit. Yeah. I was their play-by-play -play broadcaster. I was doing some other stuff. I was basically trying to stay busy. Again, I thought I would leave. I had a couple other conversations elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, then one day I got a phone call from here. Yeah, our one boss. One day I got a phone call from here. Our boss called you, right? Yes. Chad Hypes. Chad Hypes gave me a call and someone else, I think, clued him into it because mm -hmm. there was, you know, Dave was leaving. I mean, Dave was ultimately going to leave and change and take a different position. Dave DeRange. Yep. Dave was leaving and uh, Dave had been here for about, what, three, four years? Mm -hmm. And ultimately Dave's position, I think, was better for his family and everything. That was a yes. really good step for him. Yeah, and I've, we've seen Dave many times since. I know. <laughs> and he's got the biggest <laughs> smile on his face and I love it. Um, and that position was open. And I don't know the last time I had read news, mm -hmm. but I remember coming in here and sitting next to you and reading news and feeling pretty good about it and say, hey, I think yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And I think you were more excited to maybe keep doing sports a little bit, but yeah. also kind of 
start working out like this news part of your brain. Yeah, and I think it's always been there too because my first TV job was in was mm -hmm. in news. I mean, I was a news reporter. I was a news reporter in Massachusetts in Springfield, Mass for about a year. Yeah. I was an MMJ. We got a lot of them here. Mm -hmm. um, Springfield's a little different city than Medford and a lot of the nighttime stories I had to do by myself were a little different than what you cover here. Right. Just by default sure. of how the area is made up. Um, a lot of it was crime-based and I thought that was the reason why I got away from it so much crime, so much of this 11 o'clock mantra news of if it bleeds, it leads, you know, yeah. the, the stereotype. And I wanted to get away with that and be happy with sports. And then I realized I am happy with sports, but I want to be a happy sports fan, I think. Yeah. I want to be a happy sports fan. I would love to probably get back into sports someday in some capacity because it's fun. It doesn't feel like work, but sometimes... This doesn't feel like work either. Look oh, at us. We're so talking agree. on a podcast. I know. This is awesome. I know. They were actually working. If right I now. was just the sports guy, you'd probably say, nah, <laughs> episode 137. That's no offense yours. to whoever's 137, but at, you know, that I'd be pushed back yours. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember when we had you in to audition on yeah. the desk? Do you remember what Chad made you do at the end? Oh, read something as a, as a sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember what it was, but it was, you know, dig down deep and give your big announcer voice and do some highlights. And that's what it was. I did it in a meeting the other day we had here because they said, read big announcer voice. Well, I could become big announcer voice, but I don't put this voice on on TV. Well, give but me, it's funny. Give me some rogue. rogue uh, oh, it's the, been so long now. I mean, you could who, like who, who's a player that you still know that's still playing. For? How about this? I'll give a Medford, a Medford zone. Medford's own Ryan Carl, the only one that was still there Kay. last year. Let's do it. Uh, final pitch, and the Rogues are going to win the game, right? They're going to win the Great West League. Kay. So Carl's the closer. It's the 3-2 pitch. Carl winds up. The lefty delivers. Catches the outside corner. Strike three. The Rogues have won the Great West League Championship. 2017 goes to the Medford Rogues. Ah, right? you got to have the crowd noise. All the clapping. Yay! That yeah. was excellent. Yeah, go back and listen to some better archives. That I was, feel like it would be more natural. That was excellent. I think that's the best part about having the sports background, though. It is allows me to kind of talk off the cuff and just be able oh, to be yeah. comfortable with what you're saying. If you know what you're saying, you can talk about it. It's mm -hmm. not that hard because it's natural. Yeah, that was one of the hardest things for me to learn in news was how to ad lib. We can still work on it every single day. Plus, yes. you have to deal with whatever comes out of my mouth. So that could probably go, wait a yeah. minute. What is Schnee talking about here? And Milts. And Milt. Well, he's extremely savvy with the few words that come out after the toss from the weather desk, right. from whatever we're doing. Right. It could be the slightest jab at this forecast sucks, basically. Yeah. But it's said differently, and you're kind of like, hmm, how do I transition out of that one? Exactly. Sometimes I'm not sure what he's going to say. And then we have to be careful because we never know what's next we're reading. Mm. So it could be something like awfully, terribly Doom sad. Doom and gloom, and we're going to talk about, yay, first day of spring. Sunshine. Ooh, sunshine, and then death and destruction. Exactly. Um, yeah, I miss the days that we used to toss to Rogue Gardner, but we don't have Rogue Gardner on Wednesdays anymore. Stand the man. Stand the man. Stand the man. Yeah. Um, Brian and I haven't really been caught on camera or we haven't really been caught saying anything really stupid no and i hope that i hope that stays um, the other day i was caught texting oh yeah <laughs> i was caught, well i was it wasn't texting it was actually responding to an email and i can tell you exactly which email it was if i wanted to give it away but i was i was looking down and i was responding to an email because we have to do everything on the desk it's not just what you see yeah it's everything it's that true. happens behind the scenes and actually facebook live gets to see a lot of it especially at five yeah 
I think we can talk about that. We just we won't say agencies, but no. we were getting confirmation from one agency. Yeah. I'm going to say a county agency that someone had died. Yeah, and there's a lot of and I'm okay with having my cell phone out there. You know why? Same that's, here. That's the way it is now. That's part of my job. It's the way it is now. I've got two phones. Mm -hmm. We've got an iPad. We've got multiple iPads now up there. We've got we've got people talking in our ear. We've got people flagging us down from behind the camera saying, do this, don't do this. Yeah. It's a lot to do. Right. That's why I think ultimately everything I'm able to do and I feel like I succeed at sometimes is because of the multitasking skills I got from playing the drums when right. I was a kid. I know. I should have played the drums. With the man. foot pedal, with this, with this, moving your hands around. You just got to do it. I got, and I then come back with a smile. Right. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, a county agency had told us someone had died in this accident. Yeah. Um, and then another county agency, the one I think that probably was had a little bit more. I'd say more the responsibility. Yes. Because that's more of their wheelhouse. Said, no, no, no. Well, they haven't. Wait. They haven't died. We haven't confirmed that. Basically, at this point, you can read into it is they did die. We just didn't tell their family yet. Yes. And that's just how it, you exactly. have to look at it that way. But we were getting ready to go on the air saying that this person had died. At the last second, we did not say that. Thank goodness. Because it didn't get confirmed. Well, I mean, how many times have we had to retract something because it just happens? Mm -hmm. And there's you want to make sure you get the news out there. We only yeah. have a small window to do it. It's awkward to do it in certain places of a newscast. So you got to fit it in the right place. Right. And ultimately, uh, we... That day, we made a very good decision. Very great decision. I feel like we don't we don't have to retract a lot. No. A lot. No, and I think that's because of, uh, you've been here for a while. I mean, a lot of the things that you're teaching those people coming in is, hey, make sure you know what, you're, what mm -hmm. we're talking about before it gets on the air. Right. And it's I very think, important to be factually correct. Well, and our philosophy too at News 10 is we'd rather be late. We'd rather be the second or third party to tell this news mm -hmm. and be right than be yeah. first and be inaccurate. And that could be hours. That could be days. Exactly. It all depends on who you're trying to talk to. It all depends exactly. on everything. And, and that's something that, again, goes into my competitive edge. I'm like, hey, let's go. We've got mm -hmm. 10 minutes before our news and no one has talked to so-and-so. I mean, we got to do this. And that's, I get fired up. I do. Because I, I, I think it's, at that point, it's a game. Yeah. It's a game. What can we accomplish before we get on the air? Ready, set, go. Mm-hmm. How many you, people can be involved? You do get fired up. I do. I mean, I'm passionate. I'm always going to be passionate about, if I'm not passionate, I'm in the wrong place. Uh -huh. And I think that holds true to why I'm still in television. After leaving the last TV station, I said, you know, do, is it really worth it? Should I just jump into something else that's a little bit more nine to five? That's the typical route once you get out. I mean, it's true. There's not a lot of other jobs that demand what TV does. No, it's pretty stressful. Holidays, late night. I mean, I still work a unique schedule. I work, mm -hmm. you know, 2.30 to, to midnight. Mm -hmm. So that's a unique schedule right away. Yeah. It's not your traditional For sure. um, day side shift. Um, I do have to say this. Uh, we're going to wrap up just a, a tiny bit. But you, you and I are both headed to the East Coast at the same time. Coming up. We both have vacations coming up. So we didn't, I mean, we did not plan this, obviously. No. Poor Chad, our poor boss. I know. I know. And it's, I'm thankful that the flexibility is still there too, because Same. we're both going for, I'd say, different reasons of importance. Yours is more important. It's family-based. I'm going to the Masters, baby. I know. I'm going to the Masters and I've never been to the Masters. I know a lot of people go, oh, that's cool. Because it's like, it's the tradition you know, like any, unlike any other. It's, Huge tradition. It's the green jacket. Mm -hmm. It's Augusta. No cell phones on property. Like it's the, it's the old golf minus it's not gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Everyone is accepted at the Masters now. Right. But it's kind of that old tradition of golf is still set this way and it's prestigious. And it's one of those things I've always wanted to go to. 
and I'm finally granted the opportunity to go. I'm excited for you. I didn't realize you couldn't have cell phones on, on that uh, course. Maybe if I tell them I'm media, I can get away with it. Mm. Hmm. Maybe we need to create a little media badge create for a little, you. A little credential? A vest. You no, I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to going and enjoying. I, I really am. Just yeah. not worried about... Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to live tweet this. That's the other thing about sports. Oh. Working in sports and enjoying sports is very mm -hmm. different. You can enjoy what you do. I spoke to someone who works and covers the Oregon Ducks last night. I'm not afraid to say it. And they said, hey, this team is a, is a blast to cover. Mm -hmm. They get to go to the Final Four. They get to do that sort of stuff. At that point, it doesn't feel like work when the stakes are so high, oh, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for but sure. But if you're just going to the routine game and you got to meet the deadline and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, it does feel like work. It absolutely does. Well, I just found it very funny. Our boss sent out an email, what, a few weeks ago, and they said, yay, some major changes coming up. And we both looked at it and we're like, oh, we're, where are you going? He, I'm going to Augusta, Georgia. And I'm like, I'm going to South Carolina. We're going to be literally in the same part of the state yeah, at the same I'm, exact time. Because I'm going to Myrtle Beach for two days after really yeah. quick. So I'll be... I'll be right near you. You're going to be like a yeah. couple hours away from me. Yeah. I, I, we told our boss we could do News 10 f at 5 and 6 remotely. Yes. Uh, remotely. <laughs> no. With beverage in hand. Yeah, no. Like, hey, I mean, as long as it's going to be passed all the way up yeah. the chain. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, News 10. I love you. Sorry. But no. Yeah. Uh-uh. That would require a bonus. Yeah. Vacation is yeah. vacation. Oh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you go get to see Masters. You're going to be there how many days? A couple days. I mean, basically around the weekend. We're going mm -hmm. to mas the Masters for Saturday, Sunday. Right. We're not going to do the Thursday, Friday. I mean, because golf tournaments are four days. I mean, the traditional yeah. is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And we're going to go hopefully see some good theatrics at the end on Sunday and enjoy it. And, and I'm kind of like, I, I've been to a lot of golf events, events before. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Tiger Woods in person. I've never seen certain golfers in person. So I'll be excited to kind of just look at that booklet and say, who can I just go stare at for a second? Totally. I mean, because th that's kind of a dream. I mean, yeah. we air a lot of golf on CBS because that's kind of the contractual thing. So News 10 has a lot of golf. A ton. So I'm frequently uh, having that on in the background Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and just saying, oh, that'd be so cool to, to see so-and-so, to see, to see Tiger. I grew up as a Tiger freak because right. he was everything to the game of golf. He still kind of is, whether you believe it or not. Oh, he's just good. He's great. Whether, he's you, still... whether you think he's a complete D-bag or yeah, not. And, that, he's, I, I don't, he's and I don't golfer. even want to talk about that part of Tiger. I'm saying strictly the part of him I love is what he has done on the golf course. Right. Magnificent. So uh, who else are you excited to see? I think just the the... Faces of golf today, so Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, whoever else is up and coming in the field, I think mm -hmm. is really, really awesome. I mean, heck, I would love to see uh, the Oregon Duck, Aaron Wise is there, who played, you know, who played Tiger Woods in match play the other day. I know mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of nerdy. I'd like to just see some, <laughs> of the, some of the younger faces of golf sure. because they're the next generation of, hey, we can win this thing. Hey, we're going to be the studs of tomorrow. We're the studs of today, and we're going to continue yeah. that for another 10 years. I don't know. Just kind of want to see. I want to take it all in. I mean, Augusta, the Masters. Mind blown for well, me. Well, that, that course just alone is stunning. Of course it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, Amen Corner. I mean, the trees that line the fairways, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm looking forward to being shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of nerds like me Yay. that love yeah. golf. And it's such, if you've never been to a golf event, you don't like golf, you're still missing out on something cool. Mm -hmm. It's it's like saying, ah, I don't, I went to this concert, I didn't know what to expect, and it blew me away. That's what seeing golf in person is. It's okay. not the slow paced boo sort of thing. When you're there, it's very different. You know? 
They serve beverages too. They do. They do. They so do. So it's a very uh, easy thing to just continue on with your day. Good beverages. I am going to miss you, by the way, the Pear Blossom Golf Tournament. I know. I was disappointed because of how it fell, kind of the, the timing. I was looking forward to the golf tournament. I was looking forward to maybe doing the run, even though I messed up my leg. Yeah. I was looking forward to doing all those things. And of course, it's the same weekend. Yeah. Funny and this how that actually, works. this airs after the Pear Blossom events and all of that. Good to but know. We can play live. Mike Marut will be joining me instead. On the golf course, okay. I know. All right, Mike. He's my fill-in. I gotcha. He's so excited. We're both really excited. Well, Mike was just golfing last week, so I'm sure mm -hmm. he's brushing up for his skills for that <laughs> Facebook Live that I knocked a couple in. Did you not? You knocked one or two in last year, no, right? I didn't. Yeah, you did. At the end. It took some time. Oh, thanks. Well, I did. You had to get you had to get the form down, right? I don't That's think what I it was. did, but maybe maybe I did knock a couple for in. For the benefit of the doubt, Trish knocked a couple in. Yeah. Um, yes. That was that was really fun. Are you excited to see any other celebrities possibly at the Masters? Don't other celebrities go and watch? I'm sure more people do. They're probably in their nice, expensive, air-conditioned, whatever. Whatever. I'm more excited to be with my friends, fellow golf lovers of cool. sort. Um, just to, I'd love to say this, just to go somewhere else after working for the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice to just get away for a day or two and then come back. And it's like a mental reset. Okay. I think that's really important to do, especially okay. in this... In news, people want to ask you questions about all sorts of things that are happening in current events. And I'm mm -hmm. just saying, I don't know. I flushed that one out already. Like, yeah. You know how that is. It's uh, a new day. It's a new day. It's a new newscast. There's so much more to talk about. It's, man, there's a lot to digest. There's well, a lot that I need to flush at the end of the day or else you, you don't want to take that home with completely. you. Completely. What, what fascinates me the most is when someone, usually in my family or close friends, what do you think about what happened in Arkansas? And I'm just like... I don't know. What happened in Arkansas? What happened in Arkansas? I live in Medford. I don't know. I don't know. And unless it, unless it is this major thing. For sure. We're, I, I probably don't know. We are trying to cover as local, regional as we possibly can. We are. And we've got some other things that are required to be sent about as well. So there is a chance if it's major enough, right. we will hear about we it. We will hear about it. But if you see it on, you know, with Jeff Glor on CBS Evening News, I'm doing other things between 530 and 6. Mm -hmm. I never get to watch CBS Evening News. Never. Never. I know. I hear that one a lot, it's too. It's like the greatest hits. I never get to watch yeah. the greatest hits. Did you see that Steve Hartman thing? No. I wish. I was sitting on the desk. I know. Yeah. I have to watch them all in like a quick YouTube binge from their, you know, their YouTube channel like a month and a half after. For I sure. go through six or seven Hartman yeah. stories in a row and, <laughs> and I wipe the tears off my face and go, oh, that was beautiful. Oh, man. Next. He is quite the storyteller. That so is are you. For sure. Oh, thanks, buddy. I 50 podcasts. Um, Lots of stories. I know. You are number 50. When's the greatest hits? I don't know, that's a good question. I have some good ones, some good interviews we've done. We are going to wrap up. I'm going to get to the final three, which I forgot to prep you on. Okay. Sorry. Well, I don't need that. Um, that's fine. Oh, I don't need that. No. Hair flip. Uh, let's talk about Barley. Oh, I love her. I know you I do. Know. So I almost killed Barley once. <laughs> we were at one of our favorite wineries. Okay. Um, Barley was with us because she goes everywhere. She's, right. I mean, she's like my handbag. Yeah. You know? She's, she's teeny. She's awesome. Barley's my cute little 12-pound Pekingese poodle. Um, I'm dad, by the way. Whose dog Whose dog Melissa, was... Melissa bought first. I was involved. So interestingly enough, that's when we were working together. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm going to get this dog. I said, you got to get that one, that one. Name that one Neil. It's a boy. For some reason, I like the name Neil. Perfect for that, for that boy. <laughs> she didn't buy Neil because Neil was not as interested in her as Barley was. Barley was mm -hmm. coming over and nibbling and cute. And mm -hmm. I had to help fund Barley. Barley doesn't know that I was help of the funding process oh. in the moment. The adoption process, yes, if you will. Yes, the I'm your parent now, Barley. I paid for you. Nice. So isn't that amazing? So 
I am technically, I've been there since like day two. Oh, okay. Since she's been with you're, us. I would say you're definitely parent. Then. I'm parent. I've almost killed her. So that like any parent, I've almost killed Barley. So one day, I'll keep it short. We were all at Roxy Ann Winery. I'm not afraid to name drop. We live in, we live both, of, you know, you and I live in that side of town. Yeah, we can. So yes. we're over there. Name drop I'm away. over there. We're sitting outside. Beautiful day. We're kind of under that overhang there. Uh-huh. And... We're with some other people. We got, you know, we got a plate delivered. It was a fruit and meat and cheese plate, some mm-hmm. fruit and stuff. One of them feeds barley a grape. Uh-oh. Now, one of them has had larger dogs, and those dogs can probably tolerate a grape. Well, barley had half a grape. I said, oh, no. Is that okay? I didn't even think of it. Mom comes out. She's mad because barley had a grape. Basically, long story short, barley spent four days at <gasps> either emergency room or vet or whatever, you know, had the charcoal, had the stomach pump, like she was like basically drinking too much, that sort of thing. Barley because of was, a grape. Barley was a pricey gal because of a half a grape could have killed her because it had enough toxins for her little 12-pound body. Nearly killed mm. Barley. Dad was on the watch. Barley's got eight lives left. We're good. All, all is well. Poor Barley girl. I love Barley. Yes. Yeah. So she's alive and with us today. That's, that's so great to hear. Thankfully. Okay. Final three. Okay. Best advice you've ever been given. Ooh, I don't know if I can remember a quote. I think it honestly is, it, it's probably from my parents after the tough times, after leaving job, you know, across the street, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You'll basically, you'll, you'll be fine in those regards. You'll yeah. be fine. You're personable enough. You're, you know, you're open enough to saying, hey, I'm willing to try this or I want to work on this. I think it basically summarizes as, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I like and, it. And I, I know it's so simple and not really memorable, but mm. to me, I feel like it was along those lines. And I'm not saying I live by the you'll be fine. I'd like to be better than fine. Fine mm-hmm. is kind of that mid-level. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. I'm fine today. Thanks. Not I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. So I think that's probably the best advice mm-hmm. because it's so simple and it's been said so many times. You'll be fine. Well, when you're in the depths of all the crud, you'll be fine. It's like, you know, I will be fine. I'll be yeah. all right. I'll and get to some people, you'll be fine makes them more mad, yeah. depending on <laughs> where am I going with this? I'm leaving it here. Some people will say, you know, you say, you'll be fine. It's okay. You'll be fine. That doesn't work. For yeah. me, it works. Well, good. It does. I like that. If you ever left this place, Southern Oregon... What would bring you back here? What would you miss the most? Friends and family, former coworkers, friends, family, all those people. I mean, I've been here for four years and there's not a lot of people that live here and a lot of people know each other. So mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people. I've been able to spend a lot of time with some different people. I would definitely come back for the people, for the places that you can explore, mm-hmm. you know, your Mount Ashlands, your Crater Lakes, your hiking trails, your wineries, your yeah. um, places to be on the weekend the Rogue River, you name it. There's so much this place has to offer, and I would come back for the people and all of that. Awesome. If you were ever given a final meal and a final drink, what would that look like? Um, It's probably at this point, because I've changed my drinking, it is probably a nice glass of a Pinot Noir that Mm -hmm. is something that I really, like, it's probably from a Willamette area, Okay. Vineyard, just okay. to be honest, because that's where the Pinot is, is Pinot. Yeah, it's pretty good. So some real deep, dark Pinot that has just spoken to me. There are a few I have in mind. So I would pick one of those. Okay. Um, I love a good, big, juicy steak and potatoes and maybe some greens. Mm. I'm good with that. I'm really am. Mashed potatoes, it is. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, steak is definitely in my steak. With maybe the garnishing of like even the you know the the crusted Parmesan whatever. Yeah. Throw something on there that I'm just like, mmm, that <laughs> looks great. It's gonna taste even better. You know, some mushrooms, some uh, onions. Oh, please! If I don't care if my breath's gonna stink, give me all <laughs> no, it's your that final stuff. Meal. No one, yeah, no one has to know. You're a goner after that, so I love it. Um, we are going to wrap this up, but tell everybody who's listening where they can watch you and me. You don't want to do part two for another forty-five minutes. <laughs> We can, but we have to get to work. I know, we do. Um, every day at 5, 6, and 11, Monday through Friday. I'm there at 11, but Trish and I are together at 5 and 6. So we have a lot of fun doing that. We're also on Amazon Alexa with your updates every day. Yes. We're also on Facebook Live at 5 o'clock together every day. We try to sometimes get out and cover events together. Mm-hmm. With such a small newsroom, it doesn't always happen because somebody kind of has to, you know, Someone has to be back and stuff. Someone has to be the anchor. Typically, Monday through Friday, we are together in some regards, unless we're on the other side of the country, a couple hours away. Sorry, Chad. Taking on that sunshine. I love every bit of it. Yeah, sorry. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Thanks for being here. Big 5-0. Exactly. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play, Stitcher, and you can ask Alexa to open off script. Check out the video portion of this podcast at ktbl.com. Just click on features and then off script once again for episode 50. Brian Schnee. Cheers, Cheers, buddy.